Baker Mayfield speculation isn't going anywhere, but there are hurdles to clear before the Browns quarterback becomes the heir apparent to Tom Brady. And even then, I'm not sure he should be. Then an interesting spin on a mock draft involving the quarterback position and updates from the owners meeting right now on the Locked On Bucks podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or first view of the day. I am David Harrison. My co-host, James Jarko, not here for this episode, but both of us are covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for SB Nation's Bucks Nation. And when we aren't here or there, you can find us on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at Locked On Bucks and at Bucks underscore nation. Thank you again for making us your first listen or view of the day. Not sure we've ever talked about a potential backup quarterback this much, certainly leading the show with a backup quarterback conversation. And honestly, I'm not really even sure we should be, but the Cleveland Browns are going to be moving on from Baker Mayfield at one point or another. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one of the teams that people continue to speculate about when connecting the potential future of this former number one overall draft pick. One of the latest bits of speculation coming from Charles Robinson and Shalice Young via Yahoo Sports. Getting the temperature on Baker Mayfield and whether or not, you know, teams were interested. And man, I got to tell you, like, there's interest in that guy. Like, there's a number of teams interested. Like, there might be as many, you know, 10 teams might be willing to look at him, like if he were a free agent. But an AFC executive said to me, I'm paraphrasing here, but this AFC executive said to me, open it, you know, like go to the two-year window and look at the two-year window. Who's going to need a quarterback in 2023? Right. Go and, go and start looking at, look at some of these contracts. How many of these teams can exit? It was like, go look at Tennessee. They can get out from Ryan Tannehill after next season. There's, there's an exit there for them to get out of that contract. And they're like, there's no guarantee. Tannehill has a horrible, let's say Tannehill has a bad season next year. What? They're not going to look at their options? Like, of course they are. (laughs) So, you know, shoot. Tampa and Tom Brady. If they didn't just learn over the last, you know, couple months that you should start thinking about life after Tom, because they got like a little bite of it. They got right. a little bite of like, oh, shit, we don't, we don't have this quarterback, and now we have to start thinking these options. He gave them a little window. They have no excuse now to not be prepared for life after. But Tom. I wonder how Baker, you know, since the word on him is the immaturity and stuff, and the word with Bruce Arians is that he's really hard on his quarterbacks. Is yeah. they, would Baker be able to handle that kind of, you know, and maybe maybe Byron, Byron Leftwich is still there. Hopefully Byron Leftwich is, you know, a head coach at the end of this season somewhere. But yeah, there's, there's a lot to look at. And hopefully Baker is taking a hard look at the things that he's done and things that he needs to do. Because I do think that there has been an element of excuse-making at least publicly, you should not be making, you know, if you're the quarterback, if you're the franchise quarterback, it's, it's on me. All right. So again, that speculation coming from Yahoo sports and Jason light was asked about the situation with Baker Mayfield and the rumors and speculation at the NFL owners meetings down in Miami, Florida with Jason light responding quote, don't want to talk about players on other teams. We're always looking and exploring every Avenue, every player that becomes available. We feel good about where we're at though. So I'll just say that. End quote. And obviously you should feel good about where you're at if you are Jason Light, Bruce Arians, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because you have the greatest quarterback of all time 
on your sideline. That being said, there are points and there is value to considering the future as well, but nobody really expects the Buccaneers to invest draft picks this year into that future because, well, you have Kyle Trask, uh, quote unquote, waiting in the wings, the second round draft pick from 2021. But we do know that Bruce Arians had an affinity, or at least to some extent for Baker Mayfield, uh, back when he was considering coming back to coaching because at at one point in time, he was asked about returning to coaching and said the only job he would take was a Cleveland Browns job. Now, there have been some follow-on comments that, you know, that was the only job that was available and he didn't want to comment on anybody's job that was being held by a non-interim head coach and those things. But the bottom line is that Bruce Arians, at least to a certain extent, had an interest in being the head coach for Baker Mayfield. There are some hurdles to the potential marriage between the Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield, first and foremost, the Browns are going to need to be willing to take nearly all the draft capital they get in any type of trade situation from future drafts. Why? Because Tom Brady did not come back, quote unquote, out of retirement, even though I still don't consider him ever retired because he never actually retired. But anyway, uh, a weird, a weird hill to stand on, I know. But there, the, the <laughs> Tom Brady did not come back to see the Buccaneers send one, even two draft picks uh, to the Cleveland Browns or to anybody else for that matter, uh, outside of necessity, bringing in Shaq Mason helps you this year drafting or sending draft capital to the Cleveland Browns does not help you this year. If you're Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it might help the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If Tom Brady were to get injured, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. So again, Tom Brady, not interested in making sure that his backup has more insurance. He wants more weapons. He's going to want more assets on the defense, more more things to facilitate his being the successful starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as he should. So first and foremost, the Browns, again, they're going to need to be willing to take, I would say, nearly all, if not all, future draft capital from future draft uh, classes, 2023 and beyond. Then there's the money. Baker Mayfield right now playing on his fifth-year option. That's $18.8 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed. There are no stipulations. There are no incentives. That is all guaranteed money. People have talked about me, the Cleveland Browns would have to take some of that, all of that, half of that. I don't know what it's what it would take, but the money is definitely something. So you're not going to have, if you're the Buccaneers, you're not bringing Baker Mayfield in on $18.8 million contract. That's just not feasible. So what is it going to take? Either the Browns are going to have to eat a big chunk of that contract. So it's a one-year deal for the Buccaneers. You kind of see how he fits into your, your office uh, environment, see how he works in the, in the classroom, see how he does on the field with the team everything else like that. And then you can work on an extension later or you bring him in with an agreed upon extension before you even execute the trade. You execute that extension. You drop his cap number for this year all the way to the floor. And I, and honestly, even next year, because you're not extending Tom Brady, if you're bringing in Baker Mayfield, like that's the plan is going to be to move on to Baker Mayfield, which means Tom Brady has either told you uh, in one way, shape or form, or you at least believe in one way, shape or form that Tom Brady will not be back in 2023. And he carries, Tom, carries a $24 million dead cap number on your 2023 salary cap. So you can't carry Baker Mayfield for $18.8 million this year. And you really can't afford to carry him for $18.8 million next year. So you need to drop those cap numbers to the floor for the first two years. It means you're talking at least a three, four-year deal in an extension going along with a trade if that's how he comes to the team. Now, Jason Light was asked about extending Tom Brady because I think if you extend Tom Brady, again, going back to that video, uh, you know, you look into the future. Who needs a quarterback in 2023? Right now, the Buccaneers do because they don't. They only have Kyle Trask. Now, Kyle Trask could be the starting quarterback by then, granted, but they're going to need some quarterback help, period, no matter what. If you extend Tom Brady, you don't need a quarterback for 2023 from a planning standpoint, right? 
we'll get into what happens in the future when it happens across that bridge when we get there. But if Tom is signing a new deal to be your quarterback in 2023, there's a pretty good chance he's planning on at least uh, returning and playing. Jason Light was asked about the extension process, possibly extending Tom Brady's contract. Uh, and, you know, basically kind of just said what you would expect him to say that time having Tom Brady is great, but that uh, as of right now, those those conversations are not uh, picking up any steam. Then the other hurdle. What about Kyle Trask? You spent a 2021 second round draft pick on a quarterback from the Florida Gators for a reason. And the reason wasn't to just have him be the next Ryan Griffin. I imagine at some point in time, you at least want to kind of see if he can be a future starter for you. So do you send Kyle Trask? Uh, to the Cleveland Browns in a trade package. And basically the the Cleveland Browns, that's your this year gain. You gain Kyle Trask this year, and then you get draft capital from future years. They did sign Jacoby Brissett to back up Deshaun Watson. But again, if Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended, which most of us pretty much assume he will at some point in time, you're going to need a backup quarterback and you can develop him no matter what. So maybe the Buccaneers send Kyle Trask to the Cleveland Browns and, and basically put him in place of like a second round draft pick. And then you add some future draft capital. I know a lot of people wouldn't be happy about that, but those are options. That is something. There are some hurdles. Now, I've hinted at it already, but I don't necessarily think Baker Mayfield is the best succession plan for life after Brady. The Buccaneers obviously have to get prepared for life after Brady, but it doesn't have to be Baker Mayfield. But right now, let's talk about the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are plus 375 favorites to win the NFC in 2022 and negative 275 favorites to win the NFC South at BetOnline. Net after months of playing college basketball has determined the top teams for the final four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. You name it, they've got it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks again, Bucks Nation, for making Locked On Bucks podcast your first view or your first listen of the day. David Harrison going solo on this episode on Twitter at DHarrison82, the show at Locked On Bucks. Make sure you're also following Locked On NFL, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. The best option of three potential options. Actually, it's really two options. Because first of all, Tom Brady isn't really an option. If Brady wants to come back, he's coming back. But that decision won't likely be made until after the season. Uh, That's when we'll probably find out that news. So this is purely a life after Brady scenario that we're about to talk about here. And that's what we're talking about. Two options. And it's Baker Mayfield versus Kyle Trask. So first and foremost, tail of the tape, one. Kyle Trask has a more prototypical quarterback build and measure measurables uh, and all that as far as, you know, the length, the width and height and, and all those things that you want in an NFL quarterback. Also, Baker Mayfield will be 28 in the 2023 NFL season. Kyle Trask will be 26. Uh, now, there's a thought process that as this situation drag, drags on, because another factor that the Buccaneers have to consider is cost. Uh, and again, James and I always tell you the salary cap is because he's because he's make believe whatever. And it is to a certain extent, but there is a, an edge to that whole thing, right? Like in this, in this circumstance, the set, the world of the salary cap is flat. So there is a brim uh, that you can get to. And if you get to it, you will have some overage and you will have to spill some talent off of your roster. So cost, there is a thought process when it relates to cost of the Browns 
are, are losing more and more leverage as this thing goes. And granted, they don't have a lot of leverage because you have Deshaun Watson, you signed Jacoby Brissett, you've pretty much publicly embarrassed Baker Mayfield with the adult comments and, and, and everything coming out. You have to move Baker Mayfield, right? But the team is more than under 15, more than $15 million under the current salary cap right now, that team being the Cleveland Browns. So they don't really have an urgent need to move him, so to speak, unless they're doing so to get draft capital this year. And when you look around the National Football League, the teams that need a starting quarterback that are looking for a starting quarterback this year have kind of run run dry right now. You saw the Seattle Seahawks, maybe the Carolina Panthers, maybe the Atlanta Falcons, but none of that stuff seems to really be building. Steam. None of those teams seem to be really uh, getting cooking on, on making a deal with the Cleveland Browns. And releasing him, which is what people are kind of getting to, is that as this thing continues on and on, the Browns are essentially going to get to a point where they have to release him. Releasing him doesn't save them any more money uh, than trading them. I mean, they don't save any money. Releasing him doesn't save any money. Trading him doesn't save any money. So really, there's no huge rush for the Cleveland Browns to make a move other than maybe just the fact that he uh, is on the roster. And obviously, there's kind of a sore spot there, but there's no quarterback competition. Everybody knows like you didn't pay Deshaun Watson all that money to be your number two potential quarterback to come in and have a competition. No, he's your number one quarterback if he is eligible to play. And that's what we're all waiting for. But even if he is released, signing Baker Mayfield while it saves draft capital, not a slam dunk either, even though the draft capital is maintained because of your signing him as a free agent, he's still going to want probably around 20 million, right? 15 to 20 million minimum versus the less than $2 million that Kyle Trask is going to cost you already under contract. So no matter how you, you shave it, whether it's a trade, whether it's, it's a free agent signing, you're going to spend a lot in one way, shape, or form to get Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker, Baker Mayfield does not have a no trade clause. So the only way the Buccaneers can assure that he comes to Tampa is to get him in a trade. If he hits the open market, yes, he could sign with the Buccaneers, but he could also sign with anybody else. And you saw Deshaun Watson at one point was going to sign with the Atlanta Falcons, his hometown team. And he kind of did an about face sign with somebody else. Um, you know, I assume for more money. Remember the Houston Texans took less draft capital to send DeAndre Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals instead of the Patriots. So the Cleveland Browns could choose to take less draft capital from another team versus sending him to Tampa and seeing him win a championship with the Buccaneers. So there is a precedent for that kind of tactic from a team getting rid of a player. So keeping draft capital for 2022 and 23, the only guaranteed way to do that is what? By keeping Kyle Trask and moving forward with him, at least for now. Better quarterback class next year. More veterans are always going to be rumored to be available or be available. So whatever. But if you keep your draft capital from 2022 and 2023, it allows you to bolster your wide receiver group, add more tight end depth, defensive line, defensive backs and running backs. And oh, by the way, for that money, Levante David is a free agent next year. So is Will Golson. So is Aaron Stinney. So is Mike Edwards, Sean Murphy Bunting, and Jamel Dean. All of them are 2023 free agents. The Buccaneers are going to need some money and they're going to need some draft capital to keep this roster at a playoff caliber. And they're already projected to be $31 million in the hole against the 2023 salary cap. Then there's also likelihood of Bruce Aarons returning in 2023. Again, a lot of this conjecture about Baker coming to Tampa is, is centered around the fact that Bruce was interested in, in, in at least, you know, on a surface level, if not more, uh, in coaching the Cleveland Browns, which ties him to an interest in coaching Baker Mayfield. I've been on record as saying I think this season, 2022, is Bruce Arians' last season. Could be wrong. Don't know that for sure. But if it is, 2023, Baker Mayfield and Bruce Arians, that connection is not going to be there anyway. Even if it's not, we all know this. We've talked about this a bunch of times. 
quarterbacks tend to do worse their first year in a Bruce Arian system than they do their next, you know, second, third, whatever year. So is Bruce going to coach to 2024? Because if that pattern fits and now Baker hasn't played meaningful football uh, in over a year, being a backup for Tom Brady, granted he's learned from Tom Brady, understand that, but his first year performing in the offense would be 2023. Is is Bruce going to come back for 2024 as well? So the Bruce Arians, uh, Baker Mayfield interest may just not be as strong a compelling case uh, as 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 it, as it may seem. So we'll have to look at that. But speaking of quarterbacks, so those are kind of the hurdles and why it might make sense for the team to kind of keep Kyle Trask as at number two for right now. The the heir apparent as it would appear, but again, things can still change next offseason. Other veterans come available, better draft class supposedly coming out, and maybe you go all in and you trade up. Uh, to get one of those quarterbacks, we'll see. You know what the what the temperature of the room is coming up then. But speaking of quarterbacks and quarterback classes, there's a less than stellar quarterback class in the 2022 NFL draft. What would it look like if no quarterbacks were selected in the first round? I know it sounds crazy, but Bucky Brooks of NFL.com kind of took a stab at figuring out what that might look like in his first five picks. He has Jacksonville taking Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher out of Michigan, and at number two, Detroit takes Trevon Walker. Defensive lineman out of Georgia, who is a very, very recent fast riser up draft boards. Number three, Houston takes Kayvon Thibodeau, edge rusher out of Oregon. Number four, the New York Jets take Ahmad Sauce Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati. And number five, Evan Neal, the offensive tackle out of Alabama, goes to the New York Giants. At 27, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they get Devontae Wyatt, defensive lineman out of Georgia, with Brooks writing, quote, adding a disruptive defense defender to play alongside Vita Vea at the point of attack could make the Buccaneers defense downright scary on early downs, end quote. Again, that mock coming from NFL.com's Bucky Brooks. He said he just wanted to kind of look at it, right? The NFL doesn't seem to be very, very enamored with this year's uh, quarterback class. So what would it look like if none of them went in the first round? Uh, for conversation's sake, the Carolina Panthers at six took Iki Kwanu, offensive tackle out of NC State. Uh, number eight, the Atlanta Falcons took Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. And at 18, the New Orleans Saints took Trevor Penning, offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. Jason Light commented on free agent and Dominican Sue, who would be Devontae Wyatt's teammate if this happened. What I think it means is among our updates from the NFL owners meetings in Miami, Florida, right here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. Final segment of the Locked On Bucks podcast here, David Harrison. Going solo on this episode on Twitter at dharrison82, the show at Locked on Bucks. Find my co-host James Yarko at jyarko underscore bucks. He was under the weather uh, yesterday, so we did not get an episode out for you because of that. We hope that James is feeling better and obviously feeling up to joining me on our final episode for the week tomorrow. But for today, we've got some more updates coming from the owners meeting in Miami, Florida. Uh, first and foremost, new overtime rule has been adopted for the 2023 NFL, well, 2022 rather, NFL playoffs that will happen in 2023. Both teams will get the ball if overtime happens in this next uh, upcoming NFL playoffs. After one possession each, the leading team, if there is one, will win the game. If both teams are tied after each offense has been on the field, then you will go into the typical sudden death, field goal, interception, doesn't matter how the next point or points wins the game. A safety ends the game, period. Doesn't matter when the safety happens, if there's a safety, the game is over. Speaking of Indomitian Sue, I mentioned it before the break. Uh, Jason Light was asked about the veteran defensive lineman during the owner meetings, and he wrote, quote, got a lot of balls in the air, a lot of decisions that we have to make here moving forward for different reasons. It's an open door for a lot of different things that can come up, but we'll see what happens. End quote. 
that's not necessarily saying that Ndamukong wants to come back and that uh, the team is, is getting ready to bring him back. But to me, it sounds like if, if Ndamukong is playing football in 2022, it will be for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is similar to the expectation we have for tight end Rob Gronkowski. So good news all around, of course, no matter what. And this goes back to the conversation of saving draft capital versus spending it to bring in uh, one player, multiple picks for one player. Um, you obviously have to bolster, build up defensive line depth because that list of uh, free agents next year also includes Rakeem Nunez Rochez, part of your defensive line depth. And again, Dominican Sue, if he comes back this year, one year older, Will Golston's on a one year contract. So we're just, we're going to have this song and dance all over again next season. Even more reason why maybe the Buccaneers would be smarter to keep the draft capital, go forward with the quarterback stable you have as of right now, reassess, reevaluate as you need to as the time comes. Speaking of the time coming, my time is up here. Thanks again for making the Locked on Bucks podcast your first listener, first view every single day. Now, for your second listen or view, check out the Locked on NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts, just like this one. James and I will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, if you've got questions or topics or comments you want to discuss, send them in to LockdownBucksPodcast at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 813-444-5841. For James Jarko, I'm David Harrison. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing over at BucksNation.com. Find us on Twitter at DHarrison82, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at LockedOnBucks. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, wash your hands, fire those cannons, and thank you for doing this right here at Locked On Bucks.